so back to what I was saying. There's nothing is working with Drake. Can we talk about the whole working with thing? Sure. Just because you doing a song for somebody that you want to pitch it to? Oh, for and with aren't the same thing. Yes. Difference. Way difference. Back to what I was What's up, what's up, what's up, friends, family, and fans? Welcome to Life on Podcast, where we listen and inspire friends in entertainment. <laughs> and everywhere. Because life happens to everyone. I am your co-host, Stone Stafford. I'm Johnny Vaughn. Hi. Yeah, and welcome. Thanks for your support. Uh, go ahead and click that like and subscribe and tell your friends. We appreciate those of you guys that, that do that. Uh, we're still trying to hit that 1 million subscribers we are, in 2023. We, we are, are in a, August. We are a percentage away yes. from 1 million subscribers <laughs> we are in 2023. season of football, people. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not to sound rushed, but no. we kind of need y'all to step it's, it up. It's, I'm not going to say what percentage, but we are a percentage away we from We are a percentage away. This is true. <laughs> so, look, it's really nothing. And everyone that does share it. They usually tell me, yeah, I'm so glad that I shared it, so mm-hmm. appreciate that. Um, as some of you guys know, I'm a songwriter. Mm-hmm. All right, now, I haven't written in a little bit. Go ahead and say a long Matter of fact, I think I owe you guys a Christmas song. I, I wouldn't Don't say I? <laughs> I do. I, I owe you gonna, a Christmas I song. Gonna, I wouldn't say nothing. That's all good. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I'm Wait, wait, wait. We have an instrumental track for the Christmas song. I just want to say that. We I do have an instrumental track. Have- yeah, some come up kid, you know, <laughs> made an instrumental track. <laughs> But um, and then song when I was songwriting and uh, you know I you know I got some stuff on Kiki Palmer and on some copyright on Justin Bieber and all this kind of stuff. Not a flex, but I'm saying it Quiet. just kind of let you know that I've kind of been in the trenches of what we're going to talk about. Um, so when I was a songwriter, I was in a group, and that's where I learned to songwrite. And my manager at the time, a guy named Greg McPherson, not not Greg, I'm sorry. This was uh, no, it was Greg, Greg McPherson, and he said that publishing. Is where all the money is in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Greg McPherson and Nat Robinson. I can't remember. Shout out to both of them. Yeah, I learned a lot. So when he told me that, I was like, well, I need to look at this publishing thing. So I did and became a music publisher. All right. So I had a chance to work for Sony. I ran a Sony office here in Atlanta for like four years, and then went over to Jermaine Dupri, Social Def. Worked over there for a while, and I know the importance of publishing. In those roles, I really learned the game of music. Um, that most people don't deal with. And, and I don't want to just call it, just say shady right out the gate because everything about the music business isn't shady. So I want to be clear. But there is a nice high percentage. There's <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> a bit. And I started noticing that, you know, when trying to get people on projects and this and that, like people start asking for stuff that they didn't earn. Now, instead of using ambiguous examples, I will use my own personal one. Okay. So, I had a baby girl. I had a baby girl. Listen to me. I had a producer named Baby Girl. Sup, baby girl. Right. Dope female producer. Mm-hmm. Um, she did this record called Common Denominator. And this guy, Scooter Braun, he was bringing up this kid named Justin Bieber. Scooter heard the record, loved it, said, man, we need to cut this on Justin. Actually, we already cut it on Justin. Um, I'm getting my facts mixed up anyway. I'm going to end that part out. But uh, so, yeah, so we cut it on Justin. Loved it. He wants it to be a single. A scooter wanted it to be a single on him. And I remember I was in the C room here at Icon Studios. And Scooter was like, so look, man, 
you know, and Scooter and I knew each other from So So Death. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, look, I, you know, I'm really trying to get this kid going and established in the industry and blah, 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 blah. You know, so what do you think about, you know, we let him have, you know, some publishing on the song. Now, Baby Girl was a 100 percenter. So she wrote and produced the song. And so I told Scooter, I said, I said, man, Scooter, you know how I feel about that. Like, I don't like just giving away publishing like that. And I said, not only that, this is Baby Girl's publishing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I get a share of her publishing, but like, this is hers. And so I said, I'd have to talk to her about it. And he's like, you know, look, you know, I'm telling you, Justin's going to be huge, this and that. So he's selling it. And I'm still just like, I don't know. I don't know. So finally, he comes up with the line. I said, well, look, I'm working on a publishing scenario with, I think it was Warner or somebody at the time, Warner Chapel. And I'm going to need somebody to run it. And so I was like, I was like, all right, all right, man. So I decided to go ahead and let him get 10%. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> ask me if I ever worked for Warner. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not for Warner, but ask me if I ever ran Scooter's Publishing <clears throat> Company. <Yeah>, no. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I got Fugazi for sure. Uh-huh. Um, but that's because my mind really was just on baby girl. It wasn't on making a savvy business decision. Right, right. Trust me when I say lesson learned. Sure. But it only takes one time to bump your head before you. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so, like I said, at the end of the day, everything goes and, you know, the rec- album comes out, whoop de whoop. So, Justin got his little 10%. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the first person and the last person. And he did that too for everyone. So, and you know, people even Beyonce was known for doing that. And and I'm not calling these people out because it was a common practice. So I mean, it goes back super far. I don't have any personal stories. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the the one that I remember that I'm I'm always mad about is the Elvis Presley one because what, on the um, Hound Dog his, on everything. Oh. Elvis used to get one third of the publishing for everything he cut mm. just for recording the record. Just for recording. And I mean, this is this. I'll never forget this quote. This is actually what made me stop liking him and why I started researching why I didn't like him. He actually said, I get one third just for recording. It makes me look smarter than I am. Hey, you know what? At least he's honest. He was honest about it. <laughs> but I mean, it was just one of those things that I think was, was hidden for so long because we know a lot of those records that he cut. Where they came from, the right, artists right. that got shafted, the songwriters that didn't get. But Hound Dog, there's no way in the world he could have gotten publishing on Hound Dog. Uh, I see, now that song was done twice. Yeah, actually, it was done more than twice. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. He probably still got the same one third. I bet. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it was no, just, that's it's a good point. I didn't just, know that. This is how far back it goes. I mean, that was in like forty nine, fifty, nineteen. Yeah. So it's been going on so forever. It's, it's, yeah, it's a practice, that's how, and that's and that's the kind of stuff that makes people. Fear the shadiness, yep. you know, of the music industry and stuff, which is why you make sure you follow your MBC music business coach on Instagram because I get put y'all up on game. And I'm not the only one. You know, there's a lot of people that do that. Shout out to Lamont Graves. Mm-hmm. Shout out to um, Wendy Day. Look up her podcast. She's with two other guys. Um, it's called the Cheat Code. The Cheat Code. You know, follow them. The God Show, with boy Ray Daniels, follow them. So there's plenty of us out there that are putting y'all on games so you can't fall victim to these mistakes, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you do, I mean, it's your fault. So <laughs> I'm just calling the spade a spade, yeah. man. So anyway, so when I was at SoSo, I signed this girl, Crystal Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, amazing Call her song. by her name. Yeah, man. Crystal Johnson. That's that. I mean, not only a talented person, but then just a beautiful soul. Yeah. Um, Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson, Rihanna. All, all of the everybody. And your hits. The hits. Too. Yeah. That's the thing. So I remember, now I won't call a name out <laughs> on this one because this person is still active and there's still the chance we can cross and all this. Mm-hmm. But I remember when she go, went to go work with this person and... I remember she hit me. She, you know, she had a, a, her manager, Tricky, 
who um, Tricky Biz, who knows a lot, knows a lot about this game. So she talked to him. And one time we were talking. So she's like, Stoney, you know, he's asking for X amount of publishing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why? Why? So I'm not trying to give that up. Do, 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 do. And this person's policy was that if you worked in his studio, you give up a certain amount of publishing. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, she wasn't feeling that. I know Tricky wasn't feeling it. Now, he may have made some savvy moves for business purposes, but I already know he wasn't feeling that. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't feeling it either. And with me, with this person on a personal level, I kind of felt some kind of way because this person was a publicly proclaimed like man of God. You know what I mean? And it's not that he was sinning, but I'm kind of like, come on, bro. You already know that this is um, the church. This is, this the, is in the gray. No, the church gets paid. So, I mean, why? He's, he's practicing exactly what goes on. No, I get it. So at the end of the day, you're paying for opportunity. Yes. You're paying for opportunity. And so that's why I say it's in the gray. Yeah. You know, it's in the gray because... At the end of the day, it is taking advantage of a situation. I mean, a lot of people put that yeah, in and call your, a spade a spade. Yeah, like, put, yeah. it, but know your, put that in your know your worth category. And a, I've noticed that from a lot of people that, that take that that approach to it is that they right. know what they're offering you, the access they're giving you. And oh, that's oh the, okay. You thought, they, I know where you, yeah, yeah, you, I know where you thought I was going Talk with Talk on it. it. Yeah. Speak on no, it. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Speak on it, man. <laughs> but no, that, I've, I've seen a lot of people do that where they, they know that they're the gateway. Mm-hmm. So they put that price tag. This is the price tag for having yeah. access to that gateway. I will let you do what yeah, you Yeah, so let's use that at. phrase. So look, so what Johnny said, you know, you got to know your worth. Usually people think the person trying to get on exactly knowing, knowing their, their worth, worth. But yeah. look you all you always gonna think you worth something exactly. yeah, which you should you should and for those of you who don't you are worth something right? <laughs> you is special you, yeah, you is, are special you, you is are loved you is beautiful but uh, so we're not saying that so let's rephrase that phrase okay know your not know your worth but know what know what people know about your worth Right So here's an analogy What When they say It's not who you know It's who knows you Right It's who knows you Okay And I think it's more important To be like Well It's who you Who will take your call Okay Yeah yeah Right Yeah L.A. Reed knows me Right But he answered If I pick up the phone he He's not answering the phone Okay Right Unless we're doing Some specific business He's not answering the phone mm-hmm. So when I say Know what people know What you're worth mm-hmm. Do you think I'm worth it? Mm-hmm. Because I can think I'm worth it all day long. Right. But if you're a come up person, no credits to your name, no, I don't care how talented you are, you're not really worth much to me, even though you think your value is worth. So, mm-hmm. so that's so understand that you know. So I want to clear up that phrase, and I hope I didn't make it any more confusing. Than well, I mean, the initial statement, the initial statement was, was, was a little, <laughs> a little convoluted. It was more than just know your worth. <laughs> yeah. But in your in your case. This this big producer, mm-hmm. he knew his value to that person, right? And so he's like, "Look, you coming at me? Mm-hmm. So this is the cost of admitting, right?" So when you come across that, folks, what do you do? You had this opportunity to work with Drake, but Drake's like, and I'm not saying Drake did this. So let me get on the record. Well, that's one of my examples. So we're gonna talk about that. Oh well, if you have some facts, then well, cool. it's not so much that I have the facts. The whole Quentin Miller thing when when Drake was going on his back to back and the ghostwriting stuff came out, right. and everybody was like, "Well, Quentin's got all of these. He's got all of the demo records of the stuff he did for Drake, and then you can hear the final cuts." And then Quentin came on, was like, "Yeah, I didn't get paid for any of that stuff." So uh, you start seeing that 
you know how long Quentin Miller was riding with Drake right. for that stretch, which I think was a year and a half, two years. Who knows how many countless of records? Okay, well, did. I just happened to say Drake by, but I mean that's <laughs> but circumstance. I mean that was big, dude. But like, yeah. so you got this opportunity. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. You can you can work with Drake. What do mm-hmm. you do? You know, are yeah. you going to be like, nah, I ain't trying to give up my publishing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, are you, or are you going to get on the Drake album, which has a higher chance than not mm-hmm. of generating some revenue for you? So it is a calculated risk that you have to take. But um, talk about how calculated it is, too, because there's another example for a calculated risk with, with St. John. We talked about St. Yeah, John before St. John, yeah, yeah. with the Usher situation. Mm-hmm. And he actually and you said the math was a little funny, but he had he was on a podcast where he broke down the math of how the streaming stuff worked. Right. And I think I can't remember which record it was, but he ended up coming away with was it fifteen hundred dollars yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was something cheap. And he was like, if I would have put the record out, my, and he waited for like two or three years for the record to come out. So right. he was like, when you when you're waiting for these artists, they've got your future in their hands. They move on their own time. You've written all of this stuff. He probably haven't gotten a writer's fee, which is something that I mean, producers aren't getting producers fees anymore. Like when that stuff starts to go producers away, aren't getting producers fees. I'm, I'm hearing that stuff happening everywhere, is it not? Hey, yeah. I don't know a single producer that produces for free. Now they're not getting the kind of fees they used to get. Well, that, and that, that may be what the state. Yeah, is. yeah. Well, I don't know. A but I'm, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing producers and writers standing together, saying that people trying to get them to come in and do stuff. On, and they probably on, are. On, and don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying there's never so, been a producer that hasn't done it for free. But again, it goes back to what the opportunity was. And, Did right. they want to get the opportunity? Right. But I mean, I, I bring that example up, and I mean, I could, I could be way off on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I <laughs> Kid Class posted this the other day too. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Man, I only go to the club now. I just, I just go to see what songs I should sample," which was. Nah. <laughs> Which was hilarious to see him write that, um, because I don't I don't know what that landscape is for people who are producing now. Right, right, right. Is, right. is everything on spec? Are you still getting everything? I don't know. I know writers are going unpaid a lot at this point, for sure. But it's the St. John point was for that. He was like, if I would just put it out myself, I could have made ten grand, mm-hmm. which is almost ten x what he actually got for mm-hmm. waiting three years for Usher to put it out. Now is the 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 experience or the access or the exposure that he got from having his name in that credits more valuable than that ten x that he would have got on his own right? Possibly I don't right. know But that's That's one of those Calculated things I think you're talking about That kind of gets overlooked Yeah And you gotta I mean Cause look I'm the first the, Like I did with Scooter Like this was an opportunity For my producer To get on This kid Who was gonna I mean Everyone knew Justin was gonna blow up It's one of those things Where you knew yeah. And that's, that doesn't Come around a whole lot But it's one of those things You knew um, and so, yeah, I wanted to take I wanted to do the opportunity now. Yeah. Granted, it worked out because now this is the thing. And this is where I think we did a podcast before or I did a coaching clip before again with my friend Crystal, where we worked on Kiki Palmer mm-hmm. and I just rewrote some lyrics. It was nothing big, but it did kind of change the perspective of the song. But it was small changes. And I just asked for like one percent. And she was like, yes, Tony, you can have it because she approved of it. But those credits on those three songs got me a call from Craig Coleman, mm-hmm. the freaking CEO of WIA back then or Atlantic it was, you know, and he was like, Hey, we're loving these songs. Da, da, da. He doesn't know 
that on two of those songs only had one percent. All he saw was the credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So those that's part of your thing. If you're not a, if you don't hustle, if you don't go out there and grind and make relationships and and make moves all on your own and stuff like that, don't sacrifice it. <laughs> I mean, because it does not going to pay off for you. Yeah. But if you can go out there and parlay those credits <laughs> into the next piece of work then you're going to find that you're giving up less and less. Hopefully you only give it up once, especially if that first, you know, credit. So like, you know, you work with Drake, Drake's like, well, I want half of this. You know what I mean? You're like, oh. And you can negotiate, well, if you're trying to get half, this needs to be a single. Mm-hmm. In writing, <laughs> in writing, yeah. all right. And if this, said does fail, then you get something else on the back. Right. There's got to be an if-then clause in that. So, so make it worth giving it up, uh-huh. you know. And again, he may they may still say no, and you still may be like, "Gosh, is this going to be worth it?" Me personally, if I'm in that position, I'm going to do everything I can to market and promote that situation, mm-hmm. to market and promote myself. You know, I might have some videos with me and Jake. You know, what I mean, I might have some silent clips of us writing, but you gonna know. I was working with this dude, Drake. You know what I'm saying? And then you take those credits and then you go to the next thing. And then your next meeting is, so what have you done? Oh, I just got out with Drake. I just got finished working with Drake. Can we talk about the whole working with thing? Sure. Just because you're doing a song for somebody that you want to pitch it to? Oh, for and with aren't the same thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the difference in for and with. Working for somebody <laughs> and working with somebody. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. <laughs> now, you can work for anyone you want, and they have no clue you're working for that's, them. That's very true. But it, I, I understand. It's, it's wordplay. It's mm-hmm. gameplay, yo. So when you're, I just, some of y'all don't know that, so <laughs> you have on game. So, so Tiffany, Tiffany read the clip you guys just watched. Yeah, yeah. She has become a huge advocate uh, for songwriters where this is concerned. You know, essentially, she's like, look, we tired of taking it with no Vaseline. Mm-hmm. I mean, not her words, but ice cubes. But um, but that's where but that's where she's at. And I'm proud of her for it. You have a question. And I, sh- I would I would ask her this myself. We should invite Tiffany. on. Here uh, I think she'll do it. Yeah, I think she would, too. Um, Tiffany's worked out of Icon several times. Um, the tactic. Mm hmm. I got to wonder, because I'm 1,000% behind her, um, and you feel the girl's passion. No, no like, question. You got to be deaf, dumb, and blind yeah. not to feel her passion. Uh, and I would want her on my team. Um, but sometimes she's so impassioned in some of these posts, I wonder if it could count against her. The whole, you catch more flies with honey type of thing. What do you think? I think that the times are changing enough that She's approaching it the way she needs to approach yeah. it um, for, for who she's talking to and who she's trying to galvanize. And like just calling people trash and all that. I mean, I think the yeah. safety net here is she hasn't really blasted anyone out by she, name. Well, and that's the thing. She, she, so that's the safety net. She here warns for sure. too. She, she wants like, to. Yeah. She's like, I could drop the name. I, she, she's good for saying that, and you know she can. Right. Um, but I think. I think it's gone on so long and it's it's spreading too because I mean you're seeing it mm-hmm. with the the whole writer strike in the Hollywood side with TV stuff too. Mm-hmm. The the AMPTP is all of the companies that are usually competitors that are fighting for percentages of other people's money mm-hmm. are coming together now to figure out how to not pay writers. Like right. it's, it's crazy. So when you see that stuff starting to spread out past just what your industry, I think that's what she's seeing it now. And that's it's what getting she, to be too big. That, I'm saying that's what she needs, uh, honestly, to the writing community out there. Like Tiffany needs all of us to band with. Yeah. Like don't just like the posts, like the comments. That I, when these producers, when these these producers, producers who have made it, if you will, um, when they're trying to call in these writers, and they notice that after every single writer. 
they're not just giving up publishing. It's like, man, I can't seem to find, they're going to be like, I can't seem to find no writers anymore. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. It's like, I can't seem to find writers who I'm just automatically going to demand publishing from. Right. When that becomes a thing, yeah, then times are going to change. But if it's like, dang, I want to work with Tiffany, but she's the only writer to be coming here and not letting me give no publishing. Guess yeah. what? They're going to be like, well, we ain't working with Tiffany. Yeah. So, well, I think so. It's a bold move, and, and Tiffany's not the only one, no. but she's definitely one of the most vocal about it. So that's very brave of her to do that. But like, as songwriters, we can't just stand by and right. just let her take all the bullets because they're going to be bullets. Well, I think I think it's you're starting to see it happen because I remember when those posts were only getting you know 100, 200 likes. Like mm-hmm. she's hitting seven, eight, a thousand, fifteen, two. So like, it's starting. Well, to- that's kind of to my point though, and that's the only thing about social media. It's like, oh yeah, I'm a cell phone activist. Well, that's true, but you know? at the same time, it's. I mean, not it, Tiffany. We're it, talking about it does people that are liking and comment, and their activism ends. Yeah, with a like with, and with a the comment. Like, and, I, and I get you with that, but it's yeah. a percentage game too. Because like, if if 200 people are seeing it, and you're looking to get 10 percent active, sure, y- you need 2,000 no, sure. no, people to see it I to agree. get 200. I'm just people encouraging everyone to do a little bit more than just like and comment. Yeah. And but and it's another thing with it too is that it's, it's going to happen more and more as you start seeing more people get affected by it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's that out of sight, out of mind, or until it's on my doorstep, it's not a problem kind of situation. Right. So like, like me, I don't, I, I can't relate because I don't have stories like that. The one situation I shared way, way back was the potential universal deal where it was a, a staff producer thing and they were just going to give us a salary right. and we had to turn in X amount or whatever. And there was no publishing. There was no residual anything. We were just mm. on staff. Well, as a staff producer, yeah, for yeah, sure. That's, just, that's your job sure. is to do that. So you write the number one record in the world and it makes a billion dollars. You get right. that 100000 a year for whatever that was until that's not your job no more. Now, I agree with something that Tiffany said too because Tiffany's an A-list writer. Yeah. All right. Top names, right? Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't be an A-list writer and people still asking for your publishing. That shouldn't even but be happening. But that's, that's where it's come to well, now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that shouldn't be happening. Like, if you were an A-list writer or you had decent credits, mm-hmm. no. Do not give up any publishing. Right. You, you've already earned your stripes. Now, again, everything has to be on an individual basis. If there's something you're trying to do and it works towards your plan and in your favor in the long run mm-hmm. to have to give a little something up. That's a decision you make on your own. But as a general rule, you shouldn't be an accomplished writer or write out there with some decent credits still giving up publishing just to get on something. No. Like, nah. Nah, 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 nah. That I, shouldn't even be happening. I think what's happening, you, you're running into the audacity of the industry at that point, though. Mm-hmm. The, the, that gatekeeper thing, they know what they Right. They they have to offer and the access they can give you. They still hold the marketing machine and they can still control whether or not your record goes or not. Right. So they've gotten to the point to where they, they started asking for merch. They started asking for touring, the, the whole 360 thing. Right, right. This is that overreach of that. Um, Chris Brown did an interview on Drink Champs. I don't know how, I don't know if it's recent or a little, but it's the clip starting to circulate. I saw it mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. And he was talking to me, he said, I don't ever leave any of my writers uncredited. I credit all my writers. Right. And I have a high appreciation for that because he could be one of those artists that's like, I want for your publishing. Sure. His take on that was, I'm going to credit you because you can write it and I need you to write it. But who's going to sing it like me? That was his thing. Right. And let me the, clarify one thing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure we don't equate crediting 
and then taking publishing. True, true. They're two separate. And it's two different things. They can take all your publishing. That's right. They give you credit. That's true. That's true. So I may not be going. And I'm not saying that's what Chris does. Right. But I just want to make sure we're clear. But I think I think a lot of that conversation. You got to go back and watch the whole thing. A lot of that conversation they didn't get all the way into it, but that's what he was hinting at. It's like I'm not sure because you got all of these. You got this. This is a group called the Pact, which is a group of writers that have come together. That's got this open letter about it. I'm actually going to read it in a second. Okay. But that whole thing that they're touching on is the fact that I'm not trying to take your money. I'm not trying to take your credit. I want you to have it because there's enough I have for all of us. To it really eat. is. Yeah. The problem is that you've got some artists that aren't thinking like that. And you definitely have the machine itself. The industry just wants as much of the revenue as they can possibly get their hands on. Right. So they're going to ask for as much as they possibly can mm-hmm. until you get enough people to say, I'm not doing that. And right. then when it dries up, uh, then they have to bend towards what the writers want. Yeah. We even here we have our, so our interns worked on icons first project, mm-hmm. right? Doing an iconic EP. Very proud of them. Uh, I think it's like five songs on it. And, uh, me and, and and owner, you know, staff, we were talking about the business side of it, and they were like, "Man, we need to be getting publishing on this. Like, what if it goes out and blows up?" Right. Whoop. And honestly, I was like, "No, we're not." I was like, "Neither of us was in the room creating anything mm-hmm. on that copyright. We now we paid for the studio time and we paid for it to get done, so we will own the masters." I said, but I'm not asking them for any publishing because mm-hmm. I didn't create anything on those records. You know what I mean? And, you know, they agreed, you know, at the end of the day. But then I think they just, they were just saying we need to make sure we're getting something if the thing blows up, which I agree. But since we provided the opportunity and paid for the opportunity for it to get done, you know, we'll own the masters. I mm-hmm. said, but I'm not I'm not asking them for publishing. I, I didn't create nothing. Yeah. Them, you know what I mean? But what is, that, this, is that what you is making that same mistake that you made the first time when he was Scooter? Is that kind of. Well, the, that's not why the, I did it. I've never been. I wasn't a fan of it with Scooter. Yeah. But I just thought it would be. And it, would do, and it was. Look, and don't get me wrong, because I still get checks from those records. I mm-hmm. mean, they're small now. I mean, this is like his first album for yeah. Pete's sake. And then it was a song that went from being a single to being another record on it right. that was another Fugazi mm-hmm. right but but either way I still get checks on it and the, the credit on that absolutely helped me get Baby Girl more work mm-hmm. when I was able to be like oh she did this record on Justin Bieber and they looked up and saw oh common denominator Justin Bieber written by Baby Girl it helped me get more work first. absolutely so it worked out to our affair and that's that's all I'm trying to say really with folks before you read that it's yep. just that look if you're going to give it up just you know, just make sure it works out in your favor. Just make sure you're getting something out of it and it works to your benefit so that you're not just giving it up for nothing in the hopes and the dreams and a prayer that it comes out and blows up. I don't right. care who it is. Yeah. All right. So full transparency, this is an old article. However, it's starting to recirculate because of what we're having a conversation mm-hmm. about. Um, this is from it's officially from 2001. So two years ago, but putting it out there because like you I said, it's two segment. years ago. Yeah. This 2001 two th- Oh, two, I'm sorry 2021 <laughs> Thank you for fixing my math <laughs> like um, Rip Van Winkle over here A little bit of push drunk It's all good like, it's, it's A little push drunk <laughs> Alright so uh, The headline was Hit songwriters asked pop stars To stop taking credit For their songs They didn't write uh, In an open letter The writers behind songs Like Dua Lipa's New Rules And Ariana Grande's Seven Rings Said a growing number of artists Were demanding a share Of publishing royalties Even if they had contributed Nothing to a song These artists will go on To collect revenue From touring, merchandising And brand partnerships Songwriters have only their publishing revenue as a means of income. They added that composers were often subjected to bully tactics and threats by artists and executives, which is what you were talking about earlier, who wanted to take a share of their growing. So when this open letter actually hit, it was kind of quiet. Uh, I do want to be clear that I was never bullied and never threatened. That's straight. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> but it slowly started to snowball. We had more notable writers bringing attention to what was actually happening to them at that high level. Mm-hmm. 
Then you got the, I hate to say, the up-and-comers and the underlings who were fighting for the scraps at the table started to kind of galvanize and come together and stand. So, so that's where, I think that's where we are now mm-hmm. is you've got more people who have seen that it's happening to the big writers. And it has been for gotcha, years. Gotcha, 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 yeah. So that, I think that's what the importance of that was, which is why I think why it actually resurfaced. Um, like somebody actually reposted it almost as a new article. Right. When a bunch of the stuff started coming out earlier this year with all of the writing stuff everywhere. And then mm-hmm. when they started redoing the uh, the streaming stuff, with uh, was it Spotify that redid the streaming? One of the streaming, one of the streaming yeah. redid their, their, their streaming numbers, and it was when Snoop's Snoop said something recently about it too. Yeah. He, he straight up said, "I don't know how to f y'all pay. I don't know how y'all figure out how we get paid off of this." And, right. Yeah. And he was like, "I don't know how you get a billion streams and you don't get a million dollars." Right. So when you get names that size and mm. start to say it, it, it gives credence to to people like Tiffany who are on that same level doing it, and right. then you get the the younger up and comers who actually get behind it. Yeah. Because they know what's possible to happen to them. And then it, you end up having to stop it at that point there. Mm-hmm. You have to stop it at that door. People saying, all right, well, I'm not going to allow it, like what you said. Right. But without those names doing it, there, there's no backbone to sustain it. So I think that's mm-hmm. the part of this this fight, this movement that we're at, is enough of it over the past few years has kind of culminated into where we are now. Mm-hmm. And with that bubble just inflating more and more across the entire entertainment industry and more and more people who don't have their hands in the pot – Wanting more of the and cookies. Dare I say, raising awareness. Yeah, sure. There you go. And that's exactly what but it that's is. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is, though. Because I mean, even with again, I can't relate a hundred percent because I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. But I want my writer friends to get paid because that's how they. That's how they. That's eat. how they eat, man. Seriously. So I mean, look, you got places like Life on Podcast. You know, you got the music business coach. You're NBC, right? But seriously, these. I mean, these are places. Why do you always put yourself in quotes? <laughs> well, because. All my branding is the music business coach. Okay, but on Instagram, my tag is your music business. Coach. Oh my god, this is another scenario where you couldn't get the name right. I couldn't put the MBC. I okay. couldn't use the MBC, and right. I don't like using dashes and underscores and all you. that stuff. I but you. I kind of like your MBC though because it is personal, and and every person that's ever worked with me says it feels that way. Yeah. So I think it kind of fits. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean after the massage, of course. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> First of all, let's be clear. He's never gotten one no, I from me. No, no. But the way that came across, no, I was insinuating yeah. at all. <laughs> I was just saying he's a. But he's you a, have resources. He moonlights as a masseuse. That's all right. I'm saying. Yeah, who's it? Um, but you have. Uh, I heard. I learned to say massage therapist because some reason someone told me that masseuse sounds creepy. I don't think it does. I think it sounds relaxing. But I was like, okay, I'll start saying massage therapist more. But um, but back, correct, back to important. the topic at hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have resources like that, life and podcast, music business coach, to learn these type of things. Knowledge and understanding are going to be your greatest weapon. Absolutely, you know, in, in, in everything. Kind of, in everything. So so get it. And I mean, I'm like again, I'm gonna close with this though, and that is, I'm not saying run from it. If the opportunity truly is, but you're going to have to do your homework. Don't just go off a of hype. You cannot make emotional decisions or something like this. All right. If someone comes at you with an opportunity, you absolutely cannot make an emotional decision and be like, oh, it's so and so. It's going to blow with it now. Still do your research, do your homework, make an educated decision. And part of the educated decision is, all right, now, how does giving this up, how can I make this work for me? Mm-hmm. And then go in with a plan. If you do it like that, it can turn into your favor, um, but don't just don't just run out and do it all the time. And then you should only be doing that maybe once or twice again, given the opportunity. But after that, don't be giving now up. Let's, the well, no, let's 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 actually address that okay. the, the how you even decide to do it that once or twice thing, because in in my up and coming days, mm-hmm. it's always and I mean I've 
I've got a lot of friends whose story is similar. That time period is a whirlwind when you're up and coming because you're trying to work with everybody Mm -hmm. and trying to discern who, the what, the where. So when I say once or twice, we're talking about after release. Okay. After you've seen what's going on. Yeah. If nothing's been released yet and you find that you're 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 confronted with four and five situations Mm -hmm. where you got to give something up again, it's still. Calculated risk, make an educated choice and decision and decide, should I do this? Because until anything came out, you haven't lost anything anyway. Exactly. You know right. what I mean? So, but just, and again, at the end of the day, the situation is going to dictate the, so the decision that you made. Because mm-hmm. honestly, you can have a placement on, let's pick someone who's moderately successful. Um, I don't know. Say, say a St. John, right? Mm-hmm. Successful doing his thing. You can have a record on St. John. That's a very plausible placement. And you're like, okay, well, I got this, you know, I'm getting work, you know, da da da. I'm never giving them my publishing again, right? Mm-hmm. And then freaking Bruno Mars Bruno, is yeah. like, I want you to come in and work with me. You're not gonna be like, nah. And he's like, I want 10% of what we work on. You ain't gonna be like, no, nah, I got a placement on St. John. I ain't giving up nothing. No. You, you might, okay, well, hold on. Is mm-hmm. this gonna be in your Vegas show? Am I gonna give up? Okay, well, I'll be willing to give up 10%. Yeah. So the opportunity dictates whether or not you do it, but just be smart about 90% it. 90% of 100,000 is not the same as 90% of 5 million. So at the end of the day, yeah. and you know, that's it. As far as those that be asking for it, look, I can say it all day. Don't be doing it. Don't be doing it. But they're going to do it. They're going to do it. So y'all just have to be smart about it. Mm-hmm. That's all. So look, if you got anything from it, please share a friend. I know you got something from this. So share, some, share with somebody because now you're that much smarter. Giving is living. Sharing is it's caring. I had to do the giving his living because I couldn't remember the sharing his caring part. But that's the writer in me, baby. That's the writer in me. <laughs> off the dome. Okay. Yeah, off the dome. All right. Lifeonpodcast.com. That's yes. where you find everything that is our hub. You can watch. You can listen. Um, StoneStafford.com. That's where, you know, you can follow me on all my social media platforms. If you want to schedule uh, just an assessment thing for music business coaching, you can do that there as well. What about you? I'm his friend, Johnny. Uh, just Johnny Vaughn, J-U-S-T-J-O-N-Y-V-A-N. I'm not as, I don't do things that he does. Hey, so. but without you, there would be no me. <laughs> you complete me. <laughs> Life on Podcast, we're out. Thanks for liking, subscribing, and sharing. We love y'all. We out. Peace.